Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. It's only here on the WMAY morning news feed at 712. I'm Greg Bishop. Chris Murphy in the newsroom. And Chris, a two-hour and 40-minute meeting last night. A lot to get to. A lot to get to. Wow, that's a longie. So uh, we'll talk about gun violence. Uh, we'll talk about pension debt. We'll hear from uh, the new fire chief, Brandon Blau, and uh, so much more. Uh, but we start with uh, a little bit of a, a somber note here. Uh, here's Mayor Jim Langfelder at the start of last night's meeting. This time I'd like to uh, extend a moment of silence. I learned today that uh, Pat Noonan, former county board chair for, I think it was over 20 years, had passed away on uh, Friday due to COVID. Uh, he was responsible for the uh, working with my father when he was mayor, purchasing the uh, county building and turning it into the city complex. So if we would uh, take a moment of silence to uh, recognize him and then also um, all the ill individuals or those that were impacted or have been impacted by COVID. Taking a moment of silence. Thank you very much. So uh, after that moment of silence and respecting those who uh, have lost their lives in a, a battle of COVID, they tackled uh, an, an issue of zoning. So they had the zoning meeting last night. It was a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. But right after that, Chris, somebody burst through the door and uh, made a big scene. Oh, 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 Merry Christmas. Oh, Santa's there. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm really here. I, I'm not, uh, no virtual about me. I'm real. <laughs> this, of course, well, you know, I think all of the city council was uh, was virtual, except for, like, the mayor. I think Mayor, uh, maybe uh, McMiniman was there in the council chambers, but everybody was virtual. Uh, so you got Santa Claus coming in. Uh, he wasn't virtual. He was there in person. <laughs> you guys all, that's good. So did you get your temperature checked, Santa? I, I had my temperature checked. I'm social distancing. You know, at the North Pole, I don't have to social distance. It's just me and Mrs. Claus and eight reindeer and Rudolph. Wow. What about the elves? So, you know, what about it, the elves? Uh, One of the older uh, city council members asked about the elves. Well, the elves, the elves come and go. You know, they're there, <laughs> they're, they're there at an important time of the year. And so we really bring them in at different times. And uh, that way we keep production continuing and there's very few needed so it works out very well well it was good that uh you know the the, the santa claus was there handing out gifts and whatnot but the mayor was also uh, thankful that uh as the santa claus was handing out gifts uh you know he had his mask on at least well that's the uh, quarantine mask you're wearing we appreciate you uh, wearing a face mask we didn't want to, to you to get a ticket i came down the chimney somebody's there waiting for me <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta have a mask on. <laughs> God, can you imagine? Yeah, be sure to tell your kids that. Uh, don't worry, kids. Santa Claus will wear a mask when he comes down the chimney. If you see a masked man who's seven foot tall and eight hundred pounds, and he's wearing a mask, don't don't worry. It's Santa Claus. Right. <laughs> Uh, but he starts handing out all these treats to the various uh, empty seats where aldermen would be if they were in the council chambers. I hope that was sugar-free. Right. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. I hope mine's not sugar-free. We'll share. 
Oh, that was a lump of coal for Corporation Council, it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, it was a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. That must have been for Doug Brown. The lump of coal. For Doug Brown at CWLP. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's appropriate. That yeah, you need That's the power of the plant. Got it. All right, so we'll get into substance coming up here after the break. We'll talk budget uh, with an update from Budget Director Bill McCarty. Uh, we'll hear about the issues facing the fire department with uh, acting chief turning into fire chief, Brandon Blau. So stay tuned for that. Uh, plus, gun violence. That's just some of what's coming up here on the WMAY morning news feed in the council roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west it's right here on the wmay morning news feed all right back with the council roundup brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west just touching base back with santa claus visiting the council chambers uh i captured this bit of audio eight years ago uh when a similar instance happened and springfield alderman joe mcminniman <laughs> spilled the beans this is just thank you former city engineer <laughs> 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 I don't know why Alderman McGuinnessman. Former city engineer. <laughs> so that was eight years ago. Uh, always fun to kind of revisit that around this time. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some uh, other uh, important business. Uh, we've got uh, the city's budget and getting an update from Budget Director Bill McCarty, and uh, he lays out some things I think are uh, rather fascinating. It's not as bad as we thought it was going to be back in March, Chris. Here's uh, Budget Director McCarty. Uh, we're hoping that this is pretty close to where it's going to end up with only three or four months left. We should be somewhere in the neighborhood of negative 4.5 million. But given that, we'll go back to the things we've done, uh, two key things to deal with the situation that we have on the revenue side. The first thing is cutting expenses. We were... And they saw expense cuts across the board in some areas. And another thing they right. did is they went after federal dollars. Right now, we're looking at cutting our expenses down about $1.9 million versus what we had originally planned to spend in the budget is the Cures Act money. That was the other thing that we did. We aggressively went after that money, getting all of our allocation. In fact, we're waiting on word. We think we might get an allocation of a few hundred thousand more. So they're doing a lot behind the scenes, uh, going after federal dollars where they can, shoring up costs uh, in other areas by the tune of uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, and uh, they're also, again, eyeing possible federal stimulus money to some degree. Uh, who knows what uh, you know, President-elect Joe Biden's going to bring forth or if we're going to see something uh, transpire before uh, that uh, inauguration, January 20th. Uh, and is President Trump behind the scenes working? Uh, he's been kind of reticent of giving uh, uh, local cities and states money um, just based off of, you know, a bailout of sorts. He doesn't want to give money to poorly run Democrat cities and states, he says. Uh, but, of course, we've got, uh, you know, the, the impacts of COVID-19 and the government's response to it, shutting down businesses, limiting the amount of tax dollars and economic activity. Yeah. Uh, so are they going to get that federal funding? Absent any stimulus money, right now where we're at is we're, we're many millions of dollars out of balance. But luckily, we do have at least a partial tool of some of the reserves that we could use to help balance that budget. really comes down to policy decisions that will be made by the mayor and by the, the city council when it comes to balancing that. 
And there's some major cost drivers uh, that Budget Director McCarty uh, spelled out on some of the things are pretty eye-popping. We do continue to be concerned with overtime. So this slide here is our police and fire overtime. Our fire overtime, originally budgeted about a million, is looking at about 1.8 million. Part of that is a result of the COVID situation that happened about a month or so ago where there were quite a few firefighters quarantined. But it wasn't just, I mean, I don't think we could just blame it on that, Chris. There was a substantial amount of overtime last year as well. Sure. Uh, They even had to come back to get a supplemental appropriation of like $600,000 to cover overtime for the fire department from last year. So that was pre-COVID. This is, this is going to be something, too, that uh, that new Chief Blau is going to have to really uh, try yep. to wrap his arms around, you know, and at least at least come up with a more realistic budget for overtime. If it something, is right. indeed needed that it's 1.6 or 1.7, they've got to swallow that bitter pill at budget time, not 10 minutes down the road. With or do we instead uh, hire more people so we don't have the excessive amount of overtime? Well, from Listen, what I understand, I, we're trying. I, I, get, I get that yeah, overtime is, is great for the recipient. You know, they, they may not like having to be away from home for, you know, for those hours or whatever, but they're going to make time and a half. Sure. So they love that. Sure. Uh, so, but we have to get a handle on it because it takes away from other things. Here's Alderman Hanauer. I don't know what's going on over there. Why, why there's, why there's so much overtime. Um, but it, I, I would ask the, the, you know, new chief that to really, he needs to dig down and figure it out because next year's budget i'm not cutting public works to to help fire when fire can't keep their keep their uh stuff in order alderman redpath looking for plans on uh shoring up other costs not just overtime but uh, looking at uh, the budget in general and even long term heading into next year what are some of the plans that are going to be laid out there's only a couple options and that means personnel or firehouses or something like that so are you and the administration going to come to us with a recommendation uh, we are going to be, the mayor and I have a conversation coming up this week that'll be part of the budget discussions of what we have. There are some things that can be done, but it'll come down to policy decisions by the mayor and the city council. And yes, there are options. Um, there are options under the contract. It's whether or not the council chooses to move forward with those options or not. So we'll likely hear a lot more about the budget uh, in the months ahead as they start piecing together the budget for the next fiscal year. So it's always a a good conversation to find out how your tax dollars are being spent. Even if you don't live in Springfield, you likely shop in Springfield or you get groceries in Springfield or you work in Springfield. And it's uh, important to to know where those tax resources are going. So we'll always uh, highlight that for you here on the Council Roundup. Uh, Coming up, we will get into the conversation about more uh, fire overtime and the uh, issues at the fire department with Acting Chief uh, Brandon Blau getting the green light. Uh, but he had a trial by fire, uh, pun intended, for uh, the acting chief, now Chief Brandon Blau. Uh, so stay tuned. Coming up here with the Council Roundup on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. The Council Roundup each and every Wednesday on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Stay informed, stay connected on 92.7, 94.7, and 970 a.m there's a council meeting on a tuesday we'll cover it for you here on wednesday uh so we've gotten through a lot um we've heard about the budget we've uh heard some concerns about overtime when it comes to the fire department and now let's hear about uh, other concerns with the fire department 
as uh, Fire Chief Brandon Blau was uh, approved last night, but not without some good conversation about things facing the fire department. Here is uh, Springfield Alderman Joe McMiniman highlighting something he's uh, been passionate about for years being on the council, and that's the growing amount of pension debt for first responders for the city of Springfield. We can't build new firehouses. We can't buy new rigs. We can't do this and that unless the finances are there. So and he's got some plans. Some of those plans we'll hear a little bit later on here, but uh, he says he has filed an ordinance. I'll reintroduce my ordinance again, like I have the last two years. It's really a planning ordinance. It just says, let's figure out how much we'd have to pay into the pensions if we had a realistic rate of return assumption. And, and it gives us a year to think it through. And, uh, you know, we all love Springfield. Let's prove it. Let's prove that we're not going to pass on this debt to the next generation. This gets a little in the weeds. Let me see if I can break this down for you. The rate of return. You hear that term thrown around when talking about the budgeting of pensions. The rate of return is how much the amount of unpaid pensions that are in the stock market makes in increased uh you know percent of return return on your investment right i mean that's why we invest our retirement our 401k or whatever it may be uh we invest that in the stock market hoping that it grows therefore increasing how much we have when we take it out of the stock market Pensions are the same way. Uh, public sector pensions are very much heavily invested in the stock market. Like, it's pretty incredible. Uh, and that rubs some people the wrong way, but it is a way to also, whenever you have a, a very strong and growing market, uh, to make up for some of those pension costs. Sure. So in the budgeting process, the policymakers who craft the budget, they have actuaries, people, you know, numbers crunchers, who look at the numbers and they say, oh, we estimate that you'll get X amount of percent on your return of investment. So you can budget that X amount of percent of return on investment on your your budget moving forward, and you won't have to pay that much into the pensions. All right. So say it's seven percent. That's the the rate of return that the actuaries say that they expect to have for the pension funds. So that number's bounced around, and it's always a number that's put out there before the actual number's realized. <laughs> Okay, so they say, oh, you're going to get 7.5%. You don't have to budget that. And that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars for the city of Springfield that they don't have to budget because, hey, the actuary said you got that rate of return out there, and it's going to be 7.5%. But then if the market doesn't perform as well and you only get 5% rate of return, then all of a sudden at the end of the budget year, you've got to make that gap up. Sure. The difference between the 7% rate of return and the 5% rate of return. And that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's not just a problem with the city of Springfield. That's a problem across the board when it comes to pensions and budgeting in advance. Sure. Uh, so that's something that uh, Alderman McMiniman's trying to, to yeah, been the, trying to highlight. The other part of that, too, is when the return has been greater, they've used that as kind of like a cookie jar to, right. to sum up the other, that's summer, true. The other uh, budget things. That's so, true. Yeah, that's so we, we, we really do need a realistic rate of return or just get rid of that assumption altogether. <laughs> Just appropriately budget the yeah. pension funding. Well, get rid of the, uh, what's get rid supposed of to the be. action too, where if it's seven and you return eleven percent, don't touch the four percent right. to put it into other funds. Yeah. You just leave it where it is. You know? um, so moving on, we'll touch the pension issue again. But uh, Alderwoman Conley highlights uh, how the fire chief Brenda, uh, Brandon Blau has had a pretty rough go the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I appreciate your willingness to 
work with the, the community um, and provide some flexibility to our businesses that are, are trying to do the right thing and and continue to stay open. So I, I appreciate that. And that was about the heater situation and tents and right. uh, all the back and forth there. So, um, yeah, definitely appreciate that. And uh, the fire chief, uh, uh, he's he's been on it, uh, talking with businesses, looking at ways to find some relief and moving forward with the mayor and so on. So I'm sure businesses are greatly appreciative of that. Uh, the fire chief did talk about how, uh, you know, some of the overtime costs could be driven by uh, the National Guard presence within the Springfield Fire Department because you do have some people who are in the National Guard and they get called out. And then you've got to call people back and hire them back to cover those those positions. We've had some some people who have been been deployed for 10 to 12 months, uh, three times in a five year period. And he continues. On top of it, they are our captains. They are the they are the guys who are a little higher up the food chain. So in addition, you're paying uh, to replace somebody that that is uh, a little bit higher uh, higher payment to when we have higher back higher back to to fill those slots. So. A lot of uh, discussion, I'm sure, um, when it comes to the overtime. Uh, we'll hear more, of course, in the in the weeks ahead. But uh, in moments, we'll hear more from Alderman Donnellan as well. But Alderwoman Turner uh, has laid out uh, her anticipation and excitement for uh, the new fire chief. That you are uh, very open to new ideas and innovation and community input regarding uh, recruitment. Alderman Donnellan, uh, on the overtime issue, he wanted to kind of take a look back before COVID. Uh, there were still some problems with overtime, uh, especially with a supplemental appropriation to help out last year's budget. We had a massive uh, uh, supplemental appropriation for overtime. What was that amount? You, for you, this I don't have that number in front of me. I thought that it was 600000 what the that's what chief Riney Briney just told me I'd be more than happy to call him up here to answer any questions about that good answer good answer <laughs> well uh, anyway, six hundred thousand dollars. We learned about it after the after the fiscal year had already ended. Yeah, that's uh, that's no good. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, that's no good. We need uh, regular reports. Donald says. Uh, what I would like you to consider and do is, from now on, uh, as we go throughout our fiscal year, if we can have regular reports on where we are, rather than hearing about we're almost two million dollars in a negative in a line uh, in quarter four of the fiscal year. Uh, and I would encourage people also, if you get a chance and you want to hear a longer form conversation about the pension issue, um, Alderman Hanauer and McMiniman went back and forth quite a bit last night. Uh, we're not going to fit all that in here, but here are just a few highlights of uh, Alderman Hanauer and McMiniman um, talking about uh, the pension costs and how to address the pension costs. Alderman uh McMiniman bringing something forward, probably the largest tax increase in the history of the city of Springfield. And, and I'm sure that the residents of uh, uh, Ward 10 will let me know how they feel about it. So, and I will, as always, vote there the way they want. McMiniman fires back. Uh, I, appreciate, the I appreciate you voting no on the budget, Joe, but you have no problem taking the services for Ward 7. If you want to put money, more money towards a, the pension, I'm sure we can. We'll be happy to take it out of Ward Seven's, uh, um, you know, stuff, and you know. But you, you, you keep talking. Bring the tax increase 
forward. Never a good tactic to say, well, we just won't give your district money if you don't vote for this. Right. I, oh. Yeah. We've heard that before at the State House from the likes of uh, Martin Sandoval, for instance. I li- sure. They're all taxpayers. Uh, McMinniman's constituents are taxpayers just like Hanauer's constituents. Right. Regardless if McMinniman votes against something, his uh, constituents are still paying taxes, uh, and they deserve the services. So uh, there's no reason to get all Yeah, well, I uh, mean, with that, with that logic, you know, it's like if, if they vote no, then that should mean that nobody in Ward 7 has to pay any taxes either. And what do they do, secede <laughs> from the city? I mean, right. I, I don't get that. Uh, McMinniman uh, chiming in here, and, and, you know, he's, of course, termed out. He's not. He can't run for... Uh, another aldermanic position um, in the city of Springfield with the with term limits. But, well, for uh, four years, right? Then he can run again. In the same district? In the same uh, ward? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. know. Uh, yeah, so here's, uh, question. Here's, here's McMiniman. I'd be in favor of something like what Peoria's done with a um, public safety um, type of real estate tax, which is a flat tax based on the uh, square footage of the improvement. Uh, I'd be in favor of allowing our real estate taxes to creep up. Um, I'd be in favor of what's called a real estate transfer tax, which some municipalities have. And overall, to try to create, um, roughly it'll take five or six million dollars per year of additional revenue. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, that's going to be a popular platform, right? Uh, yeah, increasing right. taxes, increasing property and, taxes. And I, don't uh, think, I don't know about what he laid out. Well, obviously, we don't know the rate. He didn't do that. But what he laid out, is that going to generate $6 million a year? I don't know. Uh, it's a conversation that the city council's uh, going to have to have. And where's the conversation about, you know, the, the benefits? Uh, can we Can we shore those up? Uh, listen, yeah. I know it's uh, you know first responder jobs are tough, uh, but the but the benefits are incredible, especially the pension benefits with the uh, compounding interest and uh, the health care coverage afterwards. Uh, you know, even Mayor Langfelder when he first took office, he talked about how um, years ago uh, you as a public worker would get lower pay up front with the promise of great benefits in retirement. But even we could pull up tape from five, six years ago of uh, the mayor talking about this. He says it's gotten to the point now where the benefits up front are just as good as the benefits going out. If, you know, the benefits going out are are compounded even more because of the benefits up front. Uh, We need to get a balance there because right now it's you've got uh, state employees who, you know, making 90, 110,000, 120,000 and they get raises annually. And then in retirement. Uh, their retirement's based off of, what, like 80% of that, and then it's 3% compounded. I know they have Tier 2, and a lot of that's going to change, but that's still there's some other changes that could be had. Uh, so that conversation, of course, is going to continue. I uh, want to touch briefly on the gun violence, which uh, Alderwoman DeCenso raised as, a, as an important issue. Um, there were two um, shots fired incidents in Ward 6 today in very residential areas. Um there was a murder at the wind in the Wendy's parking lot last week. Um, there were shots fired incidents in Ward Eight or Ward Nine. Very, very recently, um, there's obviously a rash of gun violence going on in this city. She said, uh, "Kids, they want to be able to play out in the yard, but when they hear gunshots in a residential area, they're scared. They don't want to go outdoors." Uh, so she's demanding updates uh, and not from some weird social media account. <laughs> you know, they want they want updates from uh, the police department. Right. Here's Chief Winslow reacting. 
anything you see, everything you see, please let us know. We'll definitely follow it up. Uh, you know, again, you know, um, we'll try to share a little bit more information with the alderman when we can. But McMiniman, he blasted the fire ch- or the police chief, saying that they want better information. He wants more updates. He wants to get the word straight from the camel's mouth instead of from social media. A murder shakes up communities. Shots fired shakes up communities. And we got to get a handle on this with reliable information so that we don't jump to, jump to conclusions. And I hope you're focused on this, focused on our city, not on your future plans, but on this city. Because yeah. we need leadership that's reliable, that's there, and stay centered, focused. I hope you get the message, Chief Winslow. Woo! Yeah. Why all of a sudden is this a problem now when this has been going on in Ward 2 and 3 for a long time? And Alderwoman Turner highlighted that, and Alderman Gregory highlighted that, but uh, Alderwoman Turner did recognize that there's an increase of it. It seems to be increasing and and spreading out throughout the entire city. So get a handle on it. And uh, we need people to speak up if you see something. That's another problem that uh, police have is witnesses and even victims not willing to speak. Yep.